0: Yes and welcome back to another That's News To Me. Uh, This week has been another interesting one in terms of good news but we'll get to that later because first we need to introduce who is with me today. He is football mad, he is sports (laughs) mad, he's crazy about every single type of physical exercise, he doesn't even drink. The man is literally a behemoth. All I can really compare this geezer to is the Spartans. And they, when they used to train, they used to oil themselves up and grease themselves up afterwards because they were just so muscular <laughs> and ex- so extremely healthy. <laughs> and that person today, the person that's going to be fighting along our side for good news and fighting all the way to our great stories is Buster. Hello Buster, how are you doing today?
1: Hello, I'm alright, and uh, someone's firing thousands of arrows at me here, so we're going to record the podcast <laughs> in the shade, like a true Spartan.
0: <laughs> um, just, I'm also
1: covered in goose fat as well, just... <laughs>
0: <laughs> a little fact about the Spartans as well, they didn't wear those little shorts. They were actually fully geared up, like, as much as possible. Oh, I thought you
1: were going to say totally billy bollocks. <laughs> nah.
0: They didn't want to be... They, it's not they, a good they idea. Were, they were stupid.
1: It seems a bad idea to go into, a, like, a knife fight wearing, like, well, just in your bare torso. E-
0: exactly. So they were actually... They had loads of different armour on to try and protect them, they weren't, they weren't morons. How's your week been?
1: Uh, It's been alright, I've spent a lot of it playing on Assassin's Creed Valhalla, so now I'm having trouble distinguishing between real life and Viking England. I'm thinking about changing my name to like Buster the Boneless or something from Babenberg.
0: Brilliant, well I'm glad you're happy and I'm happy, everything's going well, so let's crack on with your first story of the week. Just before we get started, could you please give us a little like, share this with one friend. Really help us out, and uh, just by clicking on that little five-star rating and giving us a little rating and comment, uh, really helps us out to get more like-minded individuals just like yourself to follow us uh, on the pod. So if you could do that, that'd be absolutely fantastic.
1: We're just dancing to the algorithm. Yeah. I want to talk about how is Pavarotti related to Genghis Khan?
0: I think a, a big, massive portion of people are related to Genghis Khan, aren't they? I think like, yeah. one in like a few thousand people because he had like so many children at a time where the population was so small so everyone could be related to Genghis Khan.
1: He was, uh, as they called it at the time, a top shagger. <laughs> and so there's, there's um, some uh, research suggested that up to a quarter of people in, the, in Mongolia, modern-day Mongolia, could be related to him. And uh, something like a, a fraction of a percent of the entire world's population could be related to him.
0: Great balls. Great balls.
1: But um, it, it's not as straightforward as him Pavarotti just being uh, related by blood. To Genghis Khan I wanted to talk about a particular descendant of Genghis Khan um, so I went to this like sort of rabbit hole researching because this fact popped into my head this week um, there's uh, the Russians used to run Mongolia the Soviet Russians they, they invaded and took over uh, Mongolia and in sort of retribution for some historical um, sort of ills the Tatar rule they started like, burning all the genealogical records there, trying to get rid of the aristocracy, also the communists, so they don't want any aristocrats. Mm. So they burned all these records of the uh, uh, lineages and uh, ancestral trees of people in Mongolia, which meant that uh, a lot of people who claimed you know, to be related to Genghis Khan lost any proof of it. So in 2011, they set up a system where everyone had to register for an ID card to vote and they were allowed to pick their own ancestral tribal name. Uh, and in the like couple of weeks before the election, 16% of the entire population went down to the town hall and uh, registered their name as uh, Borjigid, which was Genghis Khan's tribal name, which means Wolfmaster. Oh, so like, this huge amount of Mongolians picked the name Wolfmaster out because they were.
0: What a name! Yeah. What a name! Wolfmaster.
1: Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty great. And prior to that, though, people because they weren't allowed to pick traditional Mongolian names, would rather pick? would rather pick like functional names, a bit like we have Mr. Smith, who a sort of medieval name meaning blacksmith. They had some more uh, unusual modern ones like Mr. Writer, Mr. Hunter, or Mr. Policeman.
0: <laughs> and the defense
1: minister. He was a cosmonaut. He, he changed his name to Mr. Cosmos. <laughs>
0: Well, he, lucky enough he didn't change his name to Mr. Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, isn't it? That's, yeah. that's a little bit cooler than that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I can't see that really working these days, like Mr. Can, can Claims just a...
0: you would be um, Mr. Mr. Beanstalk, Product Manager. Mr. Beanstalk. You know, It'd Odin...
1: Mr. of hard-to-explain job in IT.
0: And I'd be called Mr. Twat, that's my job. <laughs> There was a guy once at Sainsbury's, and I was trying to practice to be like a, a comic and stuff like that. Even at Sainsbury's, really annoying the people that were coming in and buying stuff. And you um, testing
1: material out on people shopping.
0: I was just asking what they did, and then tried to take the piss out of it. And one time, <laughs> some some guy some guy turned up, and I was like, "Oh, what do you do then?" And he went. I'm a sword maker. And I was like, what? And he showed me his website and like, David Beckham's bought swords off him and everything. And I was like, that is the coolest job of all time. Whilst well, so everyone else is sitting there going, can I just buy my fucking groceries?
1: <laughs> you should have asked him what the point of that was.
0: Hey. Hey. <laughs> um, so that's, so Genghis Khan, Pavarotti, same person, basically.
1: Well, the link is particularly interesting. So, there's uh, one particular person who was a, grand, a great-granddaughter of Genghis Khan who I want to talk about because that's the real, the real link between Pavarotti and Genghis Khan. Right. This lady, she's called Kutulun, and she was a major badass. So she was born in six, uh, 1260... Uh, and at the time, Genghis's empire, because she's great-granddaughter, Genghis's empire was sort of coming apart as the ruling Khans, which is like the sort of tribal leader. They were all falling falling out with each other. Uh, Kutalun's father was one of these Khans. He was called Kaidu, and he was at war with his brother. Kaidu.
0: And, I think yeah. I'm going to call my next dog that. That's a, a cool name, isn't a it? That's a wicked name. I love Kaidu.
1: There's a bit of a theme that everyone's name begins with K as well. Oh, the, it's like the
0: Kardashians.
1: Yes. Yes. So, Kutaloon is is Kim, and I actually don't know the names of any other Kardashians. Uh, There must be a ton of them, right?
0: Sadly enough, uh, I do. Uh, Courtney, (laughs) Kim, Kendall, Kylie. There is one more. I can't remember the other one. Chloe. Chloe with a K. Chloe with a K. Yeah, there you go. That's all of them. Have you ever
1: met someone called Kim with a C? That's a weird one I haven't come across. Sim, isn't it? Sin. Sim, yeah, sin, it is Then, then Sim. S-I-M, Sim. Yeah. Well, uh, Kaidu, uh, the Robert Kardashian of the family. <laughs> <laughs> I do know one more. He was the guy from the OJ tell, wasn't he? Well, um, he, he,
0: he was. He was the guy that said, if the glove don't, don't quit. If the glove don't quit, <laughs> if the glove don't um, quit, carry on being a glove. Carry on being a glove. I think, um, I think that was
1: Johnny Watt's face, wasn't it? Remember it, remember. it was
0: Robert Kardashian. I uh, think it, he was he, co-counsel.
1: Right. If the love He's David Swimmer, in glo- that a really the, good one if, on TV. <laughs>
0: if the gloves don't fit, then you must acquit.
1: You must acquit, yeah. yeah
0: and it's brilliant. It worked.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I've tried the defence. It it's not worked for me. Uh, especially <laughs> when gloves aren't involved. It just seems weird.
0: If the condom don't fit...
1: <laughs> you must shalom. <laughs> <laughs> so, this, uh, this lady, Kutaloon... She's a great horse rider, a great warrior. She's a fantastic archer. And uh, Marco Polo, the explorer, who was uh, around and exploring at the the time or just afterwards, said that uh, sometimes she would quit her father's side in a battle and make a dash at the host of enemy and seize some man there out as deftly as a hawk pounces on a bird and carry him to her father. And she did this many a time.
0: Wow. So he's
1: just like diving in. Grabbing people and dragging them back to her father. No mention of what happens next. Whether they were kidnapped or whether it was just to show them, like a like a Labrador brings back a a, a duck very gently and drops it at the foot of their owner.
0: <laughs> just leaving the kidneys. Oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just a little, a little treat little for you. Um, so Marco Polo and Genghis Khan were they like bros? Were they friends?
1: And Marco Polo was exploring a lot of Asia, but I think it was after Genghis Khan's time that he was about there.
0: Right, oh, right, the great-granddaughter. Right, yeah. okay, yeah, idiot. What, what and Marco
1: Polo, uh, also very famous for his ability to find people just by listening to people shouting his name. So, this, uh, this lady, Kutaloon, she, she was pretty great, but one of the greatest qualities about her is that she really stubbornly refused to marry. Um, and so eventually, she agreed to a deal that if anyone could beat her in a wrestling match, then uh, she would agree to marry them. Ooh. And if they lost, must... they would have to give a hundred horses to her.
0: She must have been an absolute unit. She must have been yeah. like she must have been like you, the behemoth of a person that can never be taken down.
1: I think you, you should picture. Um, a Mongolian trunchbull, I think that's probably wow. the stout of frame, broad of beam. <laughs>
0: <laughs> a pitbull?
1: Yeah, yeah, who just picks up people, carries them around. Yeah. So she had this deal with, uh, with the potential suitors, and she must have been quite a looker, though, because she had quite a few people wanting to marry her, not just because her father was a powerful khan. So how many horses do you reckon she managed to get before... She got married. The deal was a hundred horses per uh, per suitor that she beat.
0: Is this is this a, like a double bluff? I might I might just go for zero. She got beat on the first go.
1: Oh, you think her uh, her ass was writing checks? that <laughs> yeah, she, uh, no, her mother was writing checks at Like you can,
0: you, if you pin me down, then uh, you marry me. Otherwise, give me hundred horses. Oh crap. <laughs> Dan, can't do this again. Now I've got to get married. Can't get married twice. That's polygamy. I'm not into that shit.
1: No, you wouldn't be right. allowed. I'm
0: taking you to my dad. <laughs>
1: well, the answer zero would be right for the number of husbands she had. She oh, never married. Wow. And she had, apparently, 10,000 horses.
0: Jesus Christ. <laughs> wow. Wow. So
1: there's a lot of eligible bachelors with d- dented prides, and this is rolling the time where,
0: this is the time where even like princes and stuff of that were were built they had to go to war this was this was wartime like yeah. they weren't like me and you like you know chubby thin men fancy is, is it, gents yeah you know exactly like oh a little skinny but tubby. you don't get that these are all. These are. All, yeah. I don't know why I keep coming to the word behemoth today. They're like behemoth. the Dothraki,
1: aren't they? You know, yeah, Horse riding, and she's ta- hench.
0: And she's taking them all down. She's like, see you later. Bye. One, Take two, three. Take them down to Chinatown. How many which, times did he I don't know ten. if they had a
1: Chinatown in Mongolia because that seems kind of stupid because it's pretty close <laughs> to China anyway.
0: Did she have like a double team where she'd like put people through tables and then hit people over the head with a chair? <laughs> yeah. Stuff like that when the referee was have... looking.
1: The ten thousand horse matches that culminated in a big Summer Slam, where they would jump off a cage <laughs> and stuff. Yeah,
0: people cheering on the sidelines.
1: So this uh, this was going well, but there was one guy really? who came up to her with a, with a bigger bet. He was like, "I'm so sure that I'm going to beat you, Kutaloon. I bet a thousand horses on the match." And uh, Kutalun's parents took her aside and said, actually, like, this guy, despite the sort of bravado, is actually a really good dude. Uh, he's a perfect match for you. He'd be really good politically. He'd make a great husband. I think you should, like, just throw the match to, like, you know, cement this marriage. I think it'd be really good for you. What do you think happened?
0: She was, like... she w- It was basically, like, Snatch, where they are like, you've got to go down the fifth, and he turns around and beats the shit out of him and he doesn't go down at all she's like no I've got some pride here
1: yeah damn right she just stone cold stun at this chump <laughs> kick it in the stomach when he bent over grabbed her around the head bang oh, okay. down on the floor and then that and then the did count. the
0: people's elbow
1: did the people's elbow the, over, yeah can you smell yeah. what Kutaloon is cooking
0: <laughs> <laughs> did the did sweet sweet shim music got him back up sweet shim music Tim oh. yeah and
1: then took Destroyed those 1,000 horses and just drove them all straight over Vince McMahon's car. Well,
0: this is a <laughs> well, thing. You had to have horses, I suppose. Yeah. So many people had loads of horses. Now, if you have a horse, you're a twat. Aren't you? you hear someone. Say, <laughs> so you hear someone saying, well, "I've got a horse," and you're like, "You twat! You, you've been you right privileged that. How do you own a horse? But um. What do you think would be the modern
1: equivalent if someone was saying, look, I don't want to get married, but if I beat you, you know, wrestling or whatever it is, or, you know, chess, like in the Queen's Gambit or whatever, what do you reckon you would win? Well,
0: there, there, right. was, there was the geezer, wasn't there, in like Japan that had, like, his whole estate, and he was offering out his, his um, daughter because she was a lesbian. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, jeez.
0: He, he was like, you can have all this money if you can convince my, my daughter she's not a lesbian. Uh, obviously, I imagine
1: that went very badly.
0: Well, yeah, she's a lesbian. She doesn't like yeah. cock, so um, very hard for someone just to turn that. Um, the, oh, the, the 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 modern equivalent of being like, if you can beat me at this, then I will marry a you hundred you. horses. It must be quite a lot of money to have. You'd, you'd have a shitload of money, right? If you had a yeah. horse, hundred horses.
1: I guess it could be a car that has a hundred horsepower. So it could be like a Toyota Or
0: oh, Instead, nice. got to be more than that. I'll yeah. wrestle
1: you, and if I win, you've got to give me a Toyota Iger.
0: You're not thinking about inflation here, because one <laughs> horse back then is worth like fifty now. So we're talking yeah. about we're talking about a Tesla. We're talking about a Tesla. Yeah. And I saw the other day um, someone did a little clip that said, "If you're homeless and you have a Tesla, it's got you sorted." And it's basically like some of the Teslas can actually turn into beds and mattresses. And someone just commented (laughs) underneath it, being like, How can you be homeless if you own a Tesla? (laughs) What kind of crazy situation (laughs) are you in where you can't afford a house that you can order $100,000? That is an insane story. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like marketing gone badly, innit? So she's. See, she never, never, ever lost. Ever.
1: No, she never did. She. Wow. Uh, well, actually, that sort of brings me to the end of her story, actually, and how all this wraps up and fits in with Pavarotti, because you may have forgotten this whole start. The whole thing started with uh, how this story is related
0: to I Pavarotti. Didn't. No, I didn't so, at all. That was going to be my next question, oh, actually. Good. So don't 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 try and pretend that I don't know things or keep up with the story. It, it was more that I was
1: aware that my storytelling is is full of threads and tangents that we may have got completely lost.
0: Would so, I, well, she I never would, married, I, as you said. I, I wouldn't want it any other way. So fun.
1: <laughs> yeah, the the best bits are the bits where you dive off to talk about yeah twenty te- the exchange between Teslas and horses, the horse Tesla exchange rate. Yeah, an inflatable horse would be would be next to useless.
0: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you, imagine... you try and hammer a horseshoe on that, ruined. Can you imagine just someone turning up with a hundred Trojans? Like the Trojan horse, just being yeah. like, No, oh, I <laughs> meant uh-huh, real you horses. horses. <laughs> oh, you didn't say they should I've be got alive. a horse, I've a hobby horse, <laughs> <laughs> a gymnastic horse, and <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <It's> some heroin. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe that would be the modern equivalent. And I've got a guy over here where his voice has gone. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so anyway Kutalun never married but predictably because people are shit to women rumours circulated around about her some rumours about her maybe having an affair with her father all sorts of things because why else wouldn't she be married this, it was blowing their tiny minds that she just wanted to be on her own so she sort of slipped from uh recognition she died in obscurity really at 46 years old uh, in unknown circumstances we don't actually know how she died oh that's sad yeah the, i guess you know her, she had several brothers um and the one thing we do know before she died is that her father tried to put uh, make her the successor the khan of the clan and her brothers kicked off about it because they, they weren't ready to be ruled by uh, a woman even one as fierce and as amazing as Kutaloon.
0: Because they were like, look, we've already lost 100 horses to her. Now we're not giving away the rest of our estate.
1: Yeah, I mean, these, these bitches that had zero horses if it wasn't for their sister <laughs> kicking ass and taking names. But, uh, yeah, she, uh, she sort of disappeared from history and her story was kind of forgotten until much, much later in the 1800s, uh, a, a French uh, guy uh, was writing a biography of Genghis Khan and he found her story and decided to write a novel very loosely based on her life called Turandot uh, which means Turkish daughter uh, in French Turan Turkish dot daughter uh, and shit it, name. It, yeah it is well the, it was a complete shit show of the story so instead of being set like in Mongolia with the the Mongol hordes it was set in China uh, the main character had the wrong name instead of Kutaloon it was Turandot uh, he also got rid of the coolest thing about her that she wrestled people for horses and marriage. Yeah, well,
0: he, he sounds just a bit like a misogynist who was trying to be a feminist yeah. but doing it wrong. Yeah,
1: he's, you're doing <laughs> feminism wrong.
0: <laughs> Tell about all the good things, not just some good things, and then leave out the bit where actually makes her better than most men. Which yeah, is the fact that she it's... was taking men down. Not you. They didn't take you down. Your your pride's still intact. <laughs> <laughs> all these thousands of men that have got fucked over.
1: He's, uh, yeah, he changed the, the um, wrestling to riddles, which is a bit lame. They
0: had a riddle off?
1: <laughs> yeah, they had a riddle off. And if they lost, instead of giving her loads of horses that she could ride her own being a badass, they were just executed. So it was like, like the sphinx from uh, ancient Greek myth that would ask a riddle and then eat you and chuck bits of you into the sea if you got it wrong.
0: It's, I have yeah. two faces, but I'm not alive. What am I? Hmm... A coin, kill him. <laughs> <laughs> that is just, that's just that that's that's more ridiculous than your burden string theory from last week. Um, so Burning it,
1: string theory sounds like a great band name.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we um, so where is the Pavarotti loop? Can we are we get into this yeah. anytime soon?
1: Well, th- this is the final piece I of the I didn't puzzle. not forget. So forget, I'm not this, an elephant. Uh, <laughs> this, uh, this book, Turandot, was made into an opera by Puccini, and it has a really, really famous song in it called Nessun Dorma, which oh. means Let No One Sleep. Pavarotti is really famous for singing this. This is probably his most famous song. I think most yeah. people know uh, Pavarotti from him singing this song. And he does it absolutely amazing. It's like goosebumps on, you know, hair standing up on your arms levels of hearing him perform it. And one of the great recordings you can find online of him singing this is him it, dressed up and made up to look Chinese. So they put makeup on his eyes to make him look Chinese. It's hilariously doesn't sound very wrong. racist at all. Yeah, it, it's, it's, um, it's, you know, different times, but it's it's just really funny to say, because it's so bad. Different but countries. he's such a beautiful singer. <laughs> he
0: is, he is, well, well, well they're probably the best, opera singer he's, of all he's, time. He's the greatest. Yeah. So the link is that he just sang a song that was to do with her.
1: From an opera called Turandot that was loosely based on her life. So that's the link. It's a descendant of Genghis Khan was a, uh, the subject of an opera by Puccini.
0: I feel like I've been sung by Danier. I feel like I've been done here. This wasn't- you totally have. I've yeah. led you
1: on a little merry chase around the, the steeps of Mongolia and took you to a th- an opera house at the end. You didn't even want to go to the opera.
0: No. no. And you can't get up now
1: because it's too quiet. The lights have gone off.
0: No, you were wrestling. Oh, they started singing. <laughs> you were wrestling me, making me think I was winning the fight. And then suddenly you choke slammed me.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and then a the fat lady sung. And then boom, it was all over.
0: <laughs> oh, brilliant. Well, so Pavarotti wasn't related at all. <laughs> he just sang a song <laughs> where yeah. it was to do about loosely. Yeah. Brilliant. Right, on to some good news. (laughs) (laughs) Open your mouth. It's time for the news. (laughs) Coming on from last week where we told you about Sweden sold more electric cars in that year than any other type of car. We've actually seen an increase of electric cars globally by 43% in terms of sales. So, you know, this is great because the more... Kind of proving that it can make a profit more people will invest mm. in it more competitors will come along so therefore it'll drive the price of electric cars down and the decreasing battery charges as well it's going to make them cheaper and cheaper and cheaper definitely for me i'm going to get an electric car uh, next time my next car so yeah great
1: yeah same it's becoming the norm um yeah
0: globally and- it's amazing that just everything mm. everywhere is kicking off now
1: so picking up the theme of electric cars uh, there's electric cars with five minute charging times being produced so there's a, a factory just managed to produce a battery that can be fully charged in five minutes yeah. which takes away the huge um, problem with electric cars for most road users now in that they have to be stopped taken take off the road and charged for quite a long period of time five minutes really is so close to how long it takes to fill up a traditional petrol diesel car uh, that It's only um, beaten, really, by the Flintstones car, which has the feet sticking (laughs) at the bottom for the speed of charging.
0: Uh, Something that I'm pretty sure everyone knows, but this is a good news segment, so we need to talk about it. Uh, Joe Biden has done a string of executive orders to rescind the Muslim ban. And also, on top of that, rejoined the Paris Climate Accord and ended the process to withdraw from the World Health Organization. So, basically, just undone some of the really shitty things that Trump did.
1: Yeah, well, that's great that he's gone in with his executive orders and basically put some fires out over there. That definitely exactly. needed doing. So, uh, for the first time in 300 years, spawning fish are returning to their Delaware, riv- uh, their Delaware ancestral home in the Brandywine Creek, which is not the one from Lord of the Rings. Uh, this is a real-life creek. But they had to, there was dams in this river, and they've been removed. It's now free-floating, and the water's been cleaned up. And the native fish, which is uh, referred to in this uh, article as the nation's founding fish, because I think this fish, the shad, is of symbolic importance to Americans, it's now running back up this river again without need for a salmon cannon or a shad cannon or shad catapult or whatever you might use.
0: Right. You must be so happy, because you I'm love stoked. fish. I do. You love fish. My next bit of news is 800 California inmates gave their prison wages to send a kid they have never met to college. Uh, wow. So basically they had this program, it was a popular program, called Exercises in Empathy. And so students would come in to from Palmer School and they would sit with inmates and, and read with them. And so one of the inmates and one of the members of the club read 1962 classic Miracle on the River Kwai and he decided that because there is a culture of sacrificial kind of nature within inside this book that they should get some money together to help some kid go to college and they got together $32,000 between 800 inmates within California um, prison and Gave him thirty thousand dollars to to achieve his life goal of going, going to college and bettering his life, and it's amazing, what a thing. amazing. Um, it just just shows that actually some people probably are deserving for a second chance.
1: So, next one, got some good news for you. There's a marijuana dispensary in Michigan that's giving free weed to anyone who got the COVID nineteen vaccine. So, if you go into this weed dispensary, which is what the uh, Americans call uh, pot shops. Uh, if you go in there with proof that you've just received the COVID nineteen vaccine, you'll get free pre rolled joint from the uh, from the company, and they're calling the campaign "Pot for Shots."
0: Nice, nice.
1: Missed opportunity calling it "Pot Shots."
0: <laughs> but, but
1: you know, yeah, they were pretty yeah. high when they thought of this idea.
0: Hey, look, they so. got into got into a newspaper, and we're talking about it, so they've done to yeah. good marketing. So don't. don't but we are talking
1: around. about how how much of a shame it is that they did go for "Pot Shots."
0: <laughs> but still good next marketing. year they could do
1: pot shots part deux as well brilliant
0: <laughs> just charlie sheen just sitting there in the corner
1: <laughs> it actually has their phone number in this article i might give them a ring
0: <laughs> just like okay hey guys just send me over some weed um <laughs> Egypt's cabinet have actually toughened sentences for FGM, which is female genital mutilation, within Egypt. So it is now imposing jail terms of up to 20 years as a part to uh, an effort to stamp out the ancient practice. So even despite a ban in 2008 nearly 90 percent that's nine zero of egyptian women girls they between 15 and 49 have undergone fgm um Jeez. it's practiced widely by both muslims and christians uh, within egypt and it's just a, it's, it's just a disgusting uh, practice and um more efforts clearly in egypt uh, uh, are needed and this is one of the things that they're going to be doing and toughening up uh, a bit more uh, about this it's 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 just vile um both that and, and the jewish practices of of cutting off the the NDP penis i just i don't like it don't like it um, so yeah, I'm glad that they're doing more to to ban it to stop it
1: yeah definitely um i've uh, got a a good bit of uh, nuclear weapons news which means if it's good news that there's less of them. So there's a a UN treaty called uh, the UN Treaty on the Prohibition of Nuclear Weapons, or TPNW, that's just been signed, it's hit a a milestone, it's been signed by 50, uh, ratified by 50 nations. What this um, treaty does is it completely bans the use of, the the development of, and even threatening the use of nuclear weapons. Uh, It's a major, major, uh, sort of milestone in nuclear deproliferation. however the, uh, the the slight kick is that it's not been signed by any of the major nations who have huge nuclear arsenals the ones that's that, that are the big danger to the world like the us russia china india pakistan the uk france mm-hmm. those countries still have shitloads of bombs but the reason this is good news is because it's uh, an the first of its kind, in 50 years, an international, multinational treaty banning nuclear weapons. It's the first time that's happened, and it's going to, uh, the sort of proponents of it are really pleased that it will be shifting the conversation, setting the bar for nuclear deproliferation proliferation proliferation at zero weapons, and also taking or trying to remove this idea from conversation that nuclear weapons make countries safer which is demonstrably not true, because they have just loads of accidents and, you know, expensive problems. Amazing. That's so a good step forward.
0: Good step forward. Um, <laughs> um, David Mitchell actually makes a, an argument that nuclear weapons are less destructive than the internet. It's a very, very interesting uh, position. And to be fair, in terms of destruction, you could probably say... <laughs> it has done well well, the the old people from near Hiroshima probably would disagree um but uh my next bit of good news and it's something that I know a little bit about I don't know if you know this buster but the average age of a male chicken in the world is one day the
1: average oh I think I saw a sad documentary about this it is
0: really depressing um Female chicks can live up to a few years, uh, obviously because of the amount of eggs uh, that they'll be producing, or even on top of that being used for their meat. Uh, but male roosters aren't used at all. So basically, what they the think called shredding. And so what what people will do is they'll look at the genitalia, and they'll literally just chuck them into a massive blender. It, it, it's, it's horrible. So Germany had been the first country in the world. ban this practice um so by 2022 they must stop killing them in this way um they'll probably see a higher price for eggs and meat because obviously they're gonna have to be rearing the roosters as well or selling them to to other lands um which you probably could say why don't they use that for meat I, i don't know um but uh from early 2024 only methods used much earlier in the incubation process will be allowed. So aiming to ensure the embryos feel no pain, so they can do it a lot earlier. Uh, so they can basically kill all the male embryos within a, within a chick. But it's very, very invasive. Uh, but basically, they're just banning any kind of shredding at all, uh, which is which is amazing because mm-hmm. uh, I think uh, something along the lines of. In Germany alone, about 45 million male chicks are killed each year.
1: Holy shit, just in Germany?
0: Just in Germany, 45 million.
1: That means they're going to have 45 million chickens knocking about next year, though. You know, we were talking in uh, my story about Mongolia and Genghis Khan about people choosing their surname based on their job title. Imagine being Mr. Chicken Shredder.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You wouldn't get any dates, would you? You wouldn't get any dates, especially from vegans.
1: Hell no. Yeah. But
0: it's better than being a cock shredder, isn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah. Actually, I don't know. You might get some interest there.
0: Uh, yeah, from guys. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, as long as it's not literal, you know. If have metaphorically shred someone's cock, you'd get a lot of interest, I think.
0: Oh, Jesus, is, is, is that something you've ever said to a guy? Yeah, <laughs> I'm going sh- to shred this cock. <laughs> not, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Oh weird. my God, is that why
1: the, the the bad guy from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was called Shredder?
0: Oh, He
1: was just insane on the gay scene. Oh my God, don't talk to that guy. He will be in your pants faster than you can say, please no, Shredder.
0: <laughs> so, uh, brilliant. Well, I think that's all the good news for this week. So close your mouth, you're full from the news. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Bong, we really need to get a proper thing. I, I can't keep doing this. Every yeah, a proper, just a proper little tune. So
1: I want to talk about uh, Il Papa, the Pope, yes. a particular Pope. Uh, popes are a funny old business. You know, they've been around for thousands of years, really. Um, shortly after the the church has formed, but mostly after. Uh, Christianity was brought to the Romans they had a Pope there. There's been hundreds of them, they've been mostly in Rome but they've had the Pope based out of France before in different parts of Italy. It's uh, a job that before Christianity even existed, so before the Pope was like uh, the Shepherd of the Catholics, the the job title um, Pontifex Maximus meant bridge builder and it was uh, an old job title that Julius Caesar had. It was uh, the, like the leader of the city of Rome was called the Pontifes, Pontifex Maximus, uh, the head bridge builder. And there's been a ton of popes. There's been popes who've resigned, like a recent one in our lifetime. The pope who retired, which is very, very unusual, think it's only the second time that's ever happened. Benedict. All right. That's right. Um, he uh, became the Pope em- Emer- Emeritus, the retired pope. Uh, there's been anti-popes, where there's been a disagreement about how the pope is elected and who the pope is. Yeah, and there's been a an an Antichrist, evil Pope, that's been like the subject of loads of denunciations, and we've even had our friend, the Pope, who wrote that papal bull about people kissing cats' buttocks. Oh yeah, to uh, to summon Lucifer. Yeah, an interesting. And we also
0: have a Pope. That went around and knocked all the penises off of all the statues. Yes! They had to put a fig leaf on there so that's where we get the fig leaf over the bits from because he was just he was like, oh it's disgusting seeing a A penis. Very keen
1: chiseler. Actually maybe that was the very first cock shredder. (laughs) That could be what that means. The popes invented cock shredding.
0: (laughs) That doesn't surprise me.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they they were an odd bunch of people and there's one particular pope that... uh, that I want to talk about because they're very interesting. It's an English pope called Pope John, and there's lots of records and references of Pope John, but there's also officially they never existed. That's the Vatican story, and they're sticking to it. And I, a yeah, I,
0: I thought that there was there was never an English pope. I thought we never had
1: one. The English pope's existence. Is controversial, um, just, just
0: like all popes. Really, let's be honest. Apart yeah. from this most recent one, I it's don't not, think there's ever not, been a pope like, where people
1: go great. Yeah, a pope.
0: the rest of them haven't been squeaky clean, have they? Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Like,
1: yeah, I mean the current one. He doesn't seem like a terrible person. That's a good thing. Yeah, but the bar's pretty low.
0: Yeah, he he basically just went, "Gaze at people too," and everyone's like, "Brilliant! What a great guy!" Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Imagine if you and I got applause for basically acknowledging other people's humanity. <laughs> You'd be followed by applause day and night, wouldn't you?
0: That's literally, that's literally getting an applause for not killing anyone. Yeah. That's uh, Oh, what have you done today? Not killed someone? Brilliant. You're great. Yeah. You've done brilliantly. And then the people in prison like, one time I killed someone. One time. <laughs> <laughs> get, well, just think about all the other days where I didn't kill someone. You don't talk yeah. about those days.
1: Now 9,300 <laughs> days in the big house.
0: 30 years.
1: Yeah, shit, yeah. So, Pope John, uh, he's, uh, he's interesting because apparently didn't really exist. And even people who believe in the legend of Pope John actually don't think that he existed because he was a she. Oh. Pope Joan.
0: Joan of art. Yeah. Same person.
1: No, different person. She was French oh. anyway.
0: Oh. oh, well, she was English-French, wouldn't she?
1: Was she? No. She fought the English. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> That's how she got into England.
1: By pretending she, to be France's greatest warrior. She came wife. over
0: and she was just like, hello, how are you doing? I'm just here for some tea. ah I got you! Ha-ha! <laughs>
1: <laughs> you actually do I... a like, passable English accent there. That's not bad. <laughs> It's better than mine.
0: <laughs> Thanks. Ooh, look at my English accent.
1: So the deal with this Pope Joan is apparently, uh, as I say, the Vatican completely denies this, completely denies it. But the legend goes that she pretended to be a man at first to obtain an education, which at the time was uh, was not possible for a woman. Uh, and the at the time, which uh, was like, I me mean, just get the day. After. I forgot when the effect this was, because it, it apparently never existed. It was the ninth century. 9th century. That's a long so, time ago
0: for, Yeah, for them to cover it up, and it still came through.
1: Yeah, well, speaking of covering up, Odin and I were talking about this before the show, and Odin remarked that this is actually an ideal time to pretend to be a man, if you're a woman, because the clothing is also you know, sort of billowing and like loosely fitting. People were pretty grubby. So, you know, you could pass off, you know, a, a dirty face as a five o'clock shadow, perhaps. Uh, but it also happened to coincide with with a pretty low point in, uh, like, enlightenment and personal rights. So not a great time to be a transgender person or cross-dresser or even a woman with an opinion. So... <laughs> Even if that opinion completely aligns with the church, so much so that you rise quickly through the ranks and are eventually nominated to be the Pope. Still a big no-no.
0: No, 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 no. You have all the credentials. You're an amazing priest. You're an amazing mm-hmm. cardinal. You literally King are like... Kingdom cardinals. You, 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 your, your scripture knowledge is amazing. You are just the Hears. best. You're literally, we're going to be voting... You've got a fanny?! No! No! Oh no 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 no. No no, no! 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 Oh yeah! Oh no! Uh, he's the opposite to the Church for the dog. Oh no! Yeah. Out They're you go. Dog. <laughs> oh, just, uh, I don't like this. Just, everything's changing. Yeah. No. Get out! Get out! How can you be? How can you be so good with everything, and then just because you have a different set of genitalia, you are just not allowed to do things? It's it's just crazy.
1: Take it up with the Vatican. Yeah. I mean, they're still—I think—actually, uh, not very well versed on on well,
0: Catholic let's, let's... faith. But I
1: don't think they even allow um, Catholic priests to be women, still, do they? Well, I think maybe this... that's changed in recent years, but very recently.
0: I, I'm speaking for both of us here, but I—I th- I think this is one. This is probably the main challenge we we have with any kind of organized religion is that it hasn't adapted. It's okay, we, we, we know in the 10th century people were misogynistic. We know in like the 1800s people were like extremely racist, and they, you move know, into the 1900s and stuff like this. But guess what? We adapt, but they just, it's just one book that they're just so addicted to. It's just like, mm. nope, no woman should ever be in a position of power. When we have people, great people like Jacinda Ardern and Angela Merkel out there doing amazing jobs. But still... It'll probably
1: turn out to be a misprint as well. Like you know, if, if people, if there is an afterlife and religion's all true, but you die and you meet your maker, and you know they'll say to you, "Oh no, that was, that was totally wrong. Yeah, someone misspelled that. They weren't supposed to. It was supposed to be she all the time, and like not he. <laughs> like, like uh, in in Red Dwarf, Arnold Rimmer, his family had a Bible with a misprint, and it said, above all other things, hop instead of hope and so <laughs> they used to hop to church every Sunday <laughs> their lives revolved around this typo in the, in the bible
0: it's the same as um, in the Quran it says uh, don't drink wine from rice and basically it just tells you it's, it's a very bad thing to drink um, because it changes the way that you think and everyone just read all alcohol can you imagine just being an Allah being like uh no I just said rice wine Be like all alcohol. No shots for us. There's no a missing
1: page us. of the Quran that they never found. It was actually an advert for Bud Light. It said, <laughs> don't drink rice wine. Drink only low-calorie Bud Light. You get the less of a hangover. that exactly. yeah. Your
0: hangover's much better.
1: I'm sort of am dreaming of the day when they find the missing first page of the Bible that says, this is a work of fiction. Any similarity <laughs> to persons living or dead is purely coincidental.
0: <laughs> I have that version.
1: <laughs> so... Back to Pope Joan, uh, there's a really funny story about, It's I think it's fairly unbelievable, but a pretty amazing story about how she was discovered to be a Joan and not a John. She was in the middle of a procession, so if you imagine the pomp of a Pope walking down the street, you know, they're carrying flags, there's people, you know, blowing into things, and ringing out. bells, incense, incense, yeah, you know, there's a lot of that stuff. It's definitely not the sort of place for yeah, boobs popping up, nip slips, uh, or Janet <laughs> Jackson, you know, sort of wardrobe malfunctions.
0: That would be really weird if Justin Timberlake came up to her in the ninth century and pulled his. Oh my down. god,
1: that would be the best way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or if uh, doing the Lenny Kravitz uh, leather trouser rip. Bam. Yeah. Yeah. Hang on. Uh, no, it was it was, it was it was as ridiculous as those two things. She apparently gave birth. Uh, during a procession While on Schoen Street.
0: What, it just popped out? Yeah. Just fell out?
1: Yeah. So I have a feeling that the story was written by men who had never seen a birth take place before.
0: But surely, surely, one, the, the dress would have been right down to the bottom, just like all the attire that Popes wear, the dress is right down to the floor. And then secondly, like, the, the kids weren't doing bungee jumping. Like That just physically is impossible.
1: Like... So uh, the, the the way I guess that this worked in the mind of a ninth century uh, chronicler was that a baby just dropped out and was uh, lying on the cobbled street and so went, hey, what's this a baby here?
0: That came from her. This must have came from the Pope. <laughs> this came out from the Pope.
1: Look, he's a pretty white dress. He's got the bits of
0: the baby <laughs> blood on it there. Where was her, where was her hump? as well she must have had a hump or were they just like
1: she could have just been really fat, fat. i mean that yeah. that's that's happened before people have not realized they've been pregnant uh and there's all sorts of mad stories about that sort of thing she must have just but, went
0: into labor or something right that's such sure yeah life. the game
1: must have been up at a certain point yeah yeah i, I don't think you can hide it she, she a, got found out for that long she got yeah.
0: found out in some way yeah um, even though most of the priests were doing her it it's was really, just one of yeah. the main priests were like this shouldn't be allowed. They're like, oh, John's a Joan. Who knew? Who knew? Oh,
1: baby, you're making me a hardin' yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ah, Don't make me cross. Mm.
1: <laughs> so uh, there's different stories about what happened to her. Some people say she was just put in prison for the rest of her days. Some say she was executed or excommunicated or exiled. We don't know because, as I said, the official line is Pope Joe never existed. But the the best bit about it, and this is the reason why I tell you the story really, because my favourite thing about the story, and it's actually one of my favourite things ever, is what the Catholic Church did then to prevent there being another female Pope. They basically devised a test um, to decide whether, or to find out whether um Popes are female or male and that could be some simple stuff like uh, you know
0: purpose shelf get... <laughs> <laughs> ask,
1: ask some ask some questions today but no like no the simplest thing we'd like the Greeks and Romans did just get somebody to in private go into a room and see them naked and say yeah that's, that's fine you've got uh you've you've yeah you're a man but what the the church decided to do instead which is amazing is they decided that they would build a chair with a hole in the bottom (laughs) that a cardinal would have to reach (laughs) reach up so they
0: weren't they weren't weren't okay with seeing the naked (laughs) but fondling their balls that was was not so they would get
1: (laughs) one cardinal, presumably the one that they all picked on they were like the least popular one
0: the one that says (laughs) hey (laughs) Right, you're the in.
1: Group, I think you yeah. would call it. Was it was, and this is a real thing, so you can actually find documented records of this chair. It, it was called the dung chair.
0: The and what? The Dong chair.
1: The, the dung chair. The Dong chair. Another great missed opportunity <laughs> from history. And apparently, a cardinal would reach under the chair, very stately, like feel up through the hole of the chair. To check if the Pope had bollocks. Uh, and, and by
0: the way, just to let you know, Buster right now has his elbow on his uh, leg. Yeah, his, just his, just his arm up in the air hands. with his with his hands doing a kind of fondling motion. Cuffing. The yeah, holy fondle. The holy fondle.
1: And uh, the cardinal... The test of holy matrimony. Home, <laughs> when he would uh, determine that the, the Pope was a man, he would say... Dios habet et bene pendantes, which is Latin for he has two and they dangle nicely.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Pendantes, like pendulum.
1: (laughs) Yes, he's got like an executive office toy under this chair. Wow. Or or just habet, he has them for sure, apparently. And that's a thing.
0: Wow. Because you wouldn't make the chair, like you couldn't because most things is like kind of trial and error right so you're just kind of like oh well this will definitely work you you know coding and then something will go wrong and then you've got to build something in the code to stop that from going wrong and you just have to keep doing that because things keep on building up so they must have just gone right we'll just hire all men that's fine we can tell what a man is and who a man is quite easily just by looking at them they couldn't have just devised this chair up because they hadn't been tricked at one point yeah, completely. in time they, they had they it's... had to have had been tricked for them to actually build this chair they, that isn't the first go-to about 1000 years after popes even started existing is that one pope said how do we really know if that's a man or not it's like ah a chair. A ball chair. Ball chair. Let's yeah. from the ball chair.
1: The existence of a fondle chair and <laughs> an official statement of saying he's got two danglies and they're lovely and squidgy. <laughs> and like, I love how Those love two how... things indicate that there probably was some issue and it might have been Pope Churn, but and... officially doesn't exist. But we have a holy chair.
0: When they came up with the holy chair, the, the holy fondle, um, I believe that pink smoke came out the top of uh, the Vatican City, didn't it? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, unless you missed it, it was brown smoke. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, I, I'm pretty sure that people pay for this now, though. You go and sit on a, a, a chair... Someone just fondles it, it your bollocks just, and speaks Latin to you. That's got to be a kick, isn't it?
0: It reminds me of um, James Bond. Uh, was it Casino Royale? Yes, he has his balls hanging out of <laughs> the chair, and he's hitting him with the, the, the thing, like r- not rope. That just ah, oh, that like just thinking about that hurts my balls. Yeah, that's awful. Yeah. Um, so basically, the the Catholic Church get weirder. That is, oh, I yeah. didn't, didn't think it would be possible. <laughs> but we got weirder with a, with a with a color kind of place that says you can't be gay but you can fill some balls. Yeah. It's a very weird position to be in. And and also you can wear a dress but they don't like gays. Yeah. It's yeah. full of
1: double standards.
0: Well, thank you very much Foster again for for your insightful stories. Thank you. Yeah, well I I didn't do much. Um but, uh, yeah,
1: It wouldn't be the same if I just sat here and told stories to myself.
0: <laughs> Stephen Fry does that. Oh, um... that sounds
1: good. I don't want to give that a listen. <laughs> <laughs> Can so, we like and subscribe to that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what have we learned this week, if you don't mind?
1: Well, we've learned about uh, the inspiration for one of Pavarotti's most famous songs. is way more interesting than the opera itself, and it was actually the... Stone Cold Steve Austin of the Mongolian Steeps, Chuck slamming her way through possible suitors. That's not his and... move.
0: That's not his move. He stuns. The oh yeah, was
1: yeah, he was the stunner. Yeah, yeah. he was the, the Undertaker. Move.
0: Kane, the Undertaker, Tote yeah. Slam.
1: People's Elbow. She just peopled her Elbowed her way through a bunch of romantic possibilities. Yeah. And we also learned about another uh, female um, character in history, who was uh, the Pope. But we learned that, unfortunately, it's not okay to be a woman or gay in those times. And the response to that is that it's totally okay to wear a dress and grab men's balls through a chair.
0: (laughs) Brilliant. Uh, So, thank you very much for listening. If you give this podcast a little like, a little subscription, and recommend it to one friend, that'd be really, really helpful. Thank you very much. And uh, for now, uh, it's goodbye from me.
1: And goodbye for me. <laughs>
0: Bye. <laughs>
1: you expected me to do I something did. there, and I went straight I, in.
0: You did. You did. You did well. That's exactly what I wanted from you. Just
1: did my job. <laughs> the bare minimum. That's a buster guarantee. <laughs>